Well, what word would you put on it, Justin? I don't want to say depressing. It's not depressing. It's actually just points to the reality that we know. We know we, we are constantly pounding the drum that we need to have biblical literacy inside of the church. It's like, it's not, it's not going to be anywhere else if it's not inside the church. Welcome to another episode of the Carpe Fide podcast, where if the shoe fits, you wear it. And if the truth hurts, you bear it. I am Justin Gruber. And I am Jesse Gruber. And today we hope you will seize, seize the, the faith. faith. Welcome to episode 85 of the Carpe Fide podcast. We're still trapped in the 80s, so we want to tell you, Cowabunga dudes. <laughs> that was the corniest <laughs> thing ever. But we did time Ooh. it up quite nicely. Yeah, it worked. We're still in the 80s. What are we going to do for our 100th episode, Jess? Have cake. Like Marie Antoinette? No. Yeah, she lost her head. It's yucky. <laughs> sure did. Let them eat cake. Oh, you're French. Is that what she said? <laughs> Is that yeah. how she said it? Yeah. Like a some type of the story, foreign the, hag? The story is that Let she was... Let them eat cake. <laughs> well, they painted their faces all white, and then they wore the powdered wigs to cover up the syphilis or whatever. <laughs> syphilis? <laughs> yeah, you get lesions on your head. The sexually transmitted disease. Yes, yeah, the sexually transmitted <laughs> disease. <laughs> this is horrible. Anyway, yes, uh, the story is that she was said that the people outside were hungry. They were they were gathered because they, they had no food. And she said, let them eat cake because she was ignorant of the reality that people were starving, even though she lived the posh lifestyle of the aristocrats. Did you not not aware of this? No, I was aware of it. Let them eat cake is her line. Yeah. Uh, she died, so. <laughs> guess, Don't we all? Guess you shouldn't let them eat cake because... Uh, didn't work out for tonight. We're going to uh, do a little recap of our G three uh, experience. The re, the re, recap, the regional conference in Washington D.C. <laughs> Why can't I roll my R's tonight? Recap. <laughs> I apologize for that sound. <laughs> We're going to recap the uh, the experience of the G three conference. Uh, just some pretty really cool, phenomenal experiences. Getting to see some people from the. From a year ago, that was so cool. Meeting brand new friends, it was awesome. So we want to make you feel like you were there, checking out the excitement. We made like Kinds. so many friends, so many friends. We have so many friends now. Some people might say that they were the best friends and perhaps the biggest friends. I think that's rude to say about somebody. I was just opening up the door for you to do a Trump impression, but you didn't find it, so no, it, wasn't it was rude. We are also going to be discussing uh, Ligonier's releasing of the uh, data on the State of Theology survey. It is the biggest survey to release. It is. I'll tell you what. It is a depressing survey, but uh, it just highlights the biblical illiteracy in our culture that we need to address, church. Holy crud. Well, the thing is, is that I think the whole point of the survey is just to show that this stuff isn't getting any better. I mean, I feel like Lee Guineer's like, oh, maybe one year it would be better. <laughs> like, let's hope, guys. Well, this could be the year. 2042. Uh, Still going down. Well, it's going to be much harder to uh, have people be less biblically ignorant when it's the United States of China because they don't allow Bibles. They just pick what <laughs> words is in them. Before like, we do, read this Bible. It's like, why do they say Bible in air quotes? <laughs> So before we start recapping G3 with you, we uh, wanted to make you aware of some very, very exciting happenings. I'm shivering in excitement. That's... 
weird. I've we got the are, goosey bumps. We have released. It's too late at night to be recording for this. public consumption. The Fide Fellowship. We would love for you to go over to the Instagrams, and do we have Facebooks yet? Have nope. Nope. Well, baby steps, brother. Baby, baby steps. steps. Go to the Instagrams. Check out the Fide Fellowship. It is a podcast network of fraternal order, if you will. It is a fraternity of awesome podcasters. <laughs> so you can go check it out. We're uh, we're really excited to uh, incorporate the likes of Devin Davis on the podcast slash YouTube's Bro. Here's the thing is the title, and uh, we have we have one lovely John Cooper on the Godly Grunts. We TGGs. Have, yeah, that's right. TGGs, the Godly Grunts. We also have David Hansen and Church Awake Media. He's Canadian, eh? Yeah. Well, Him so and Devin. Devin. We got two Devin. Canadians. So if you count us as two, although we're one podcast, we have three Americans and two Canadians. Um, and since there's a lot more Americans, I guess we have to find a few more Americans to actually make this an appropriate level of diversity. Well, I won't tell Dan, but we also have the Pugilist podcast oh with Dan Sams. Oh my gosh, Dan Sams, you've overwhelmed it to the Dan American Sams, side. Dan Scott no, <laughs> no, Dan Sams. Too many Americans. Uh, aptly named the Pugilist podcast. That's right, Dan Sams. Dan Sams of the Underground Seminary is gracing us in the Fide Fellowship with his fraternity, his brotherhood, his kinship on the Pugilist podcast. Great work, brother. Yes, yes, yes. Am I allowed to yawn into the mic? We, please don't. We may be actually adding some other members. We've actually had some people reach <laughs> so out. Please don't. We've had some, please don't yawn into the microphone. We've had some other members reach out, so we may be expanding the fraternity, but it's uh it's hot, hot to death from right to left. You should check all those podcasts out. Go over to the 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 website. Yeah, we have Fide a website. Fidefellowship.com. F I D E Fellowship.com. com for the fraternal order of christian battling soldier men that's too much we got we're that fighting tagline. for the faith and fraternity thank you i knew there was a tagline i couldn't get it off my mind <laughs> fighting for the faith and fraternity we have this cool shield with a sword logo check us out come on get over there fide fellowship i can't i can't promise there won't be some cool t-shirts coming out of that because there's some really good quotes that these guys do these guys do good work on their podcast so check it out there you go and now, for the moment you've all been waiting for, G3 2022 Regional Conference Recap! I don't have a sound effect for that, so we had to make it with our mouth. I mean, is this one right? No. That's, oh, not, that's not a good right. sound effect for this. All right, well, we're just going to have to roll into the recap. <laughs> so, Jesse. Yes, your, brother. What was your favorite thing about the G3 conference, Joel conference in Washington, D.C.? Just thinking about the Bible. My favorite thing. Oh, here we go again. Dude, you, we are. I can't stop it. What do we do about it? I don't know. I'm just disappointed. Why didn't you give me coffee? Any, uh, Jesse, what was your favorite thing about the G3 conference? It's hard to say. So like thing like, like teaching moment or a thing like thing that happened. Any possible thing that occurred. Any possible thing oh, that occurred. Any of them. I don't know. Why don't I talk about some of my favorite? These are a few of my favorite things. First up is when the dog bites. <laughs> 
Uh, I apologize. This is not our normal level of quality, and I just feel like Jesse is just too far gone. I don't know what to do. I'm, I'm going to try to keep him on task, everybody, but I'm going to let him speak now, so who knows what he's going to say. I was speaking before, and then you interrupted me, and now everything's just longer. <laughs> Time's yours. Thanks. Still waiting. I think one of my favorite things was that uh, we actually got to bunk with uh, Eli Brockman um, from South Carolina. <laughs> we met um, we met their family at G three National National last year, um, and we we keep in touch over the socials and through our various chats. Um, and it was really cool. It was really cool that he got to come up and, uh, we picked him up from the airport and then we picked him up from the proper airport cause we went to the wrong one initially. That was fun. And, um, you said we, yeah, I didn't <laughs> want to throw anyone under the bus. I didn't want to throw anyone under the bus. So I was just including all of us in the mistake. Well, there's only one person who made the mistake and it wasn't, wasn't me. It wasn't the person driving. No, I was told to go to the airport that I went to. You're right. I don't know why Dad told you with such confidence to go to that airport. I was like, oh, this is the airport? Yeah, go to that airport. Okay, go to the airport. <laughs> Definitely Pop's fault. But it was great. Uh, so we got to spend time with uh, with him and get to make him feel awkward with our hilar- hilarious sarcasm and comments. And uh, that was that was a fun time. We also came with a couple of people from church. So it was a good, good opportunity to get them uh First off, helping with the Carpe Fide booth, which was very much appreciated. Um, yeah, we needed some help. If you've if you're not seen our booth, you can go to see what it looks like on Instagram. Let's just say it takes some work. It was by far by far the best booth. Well, there wasn't that many booths at the, the regional, but we crushed, crushed, crushed the rest of the booths. Crushed it. I mean, let's be honest. G three. The sound of us crushing. No offense. No, no offense to everybody. G three because you guys put on a a, a rip roaring conference. Let's just be honest. It's an amazing conference. It makes you want to say. Cowabunga. Cowabunga. <laughs> oh, I almost did the dude, but you didn't. But I do want to say that when dude. it comes to booth, I mean, they have like staff and volunteers by galore. And I just want to say our booth. Smoked them. My goodness. Smoked them. But anyway, but and, enough uh, about us. We're trying to work on humility. So we're going to cover that next month. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it was definitely, definitely great hanging out with, uh, with Eli and with our, our friends from church. Um, that was, pro- that was probably one of the bigger highlights. Uh, I would say Saturday, honestly, as in terms of content, because I could actually sit and listen to it in a meaningful manner. Um, you know, Dr. Steve Lawson spoke from the museum of the Bible, um, talking about, uh, was it William Tyndale? Yes, it was. Um, and just kind of gave a very nice, uh, biographic vignette into who Tyndale was and the struggles that he had to face in all of the efforts translating um, the Bible into English for for the common person to read um, and all that he endured. He's, he did make the comment that William Tyndale is, is probably his favorite reformer. Um, he ended up paying the ultimate price uh, through, I think he said he was hung and then, and then his body was burned at the stake and then it was blown to pieces so that they could not actually properly bury him out of disdain for the man. Yeah, they were, uh, they were real upset with him. Um, but he ushered in a time in which we were able to, um, actually. Yes. Sorry, I totally blanked out there. Cause yes, my, you did. I was, <laughs> <laughs> 
He asked it in a time when we were at when there was less violent persecution. Um, ironically, um, so yeah, they brought it. Well, brought, I brought think about, it was what within, about. within a few generations, kings were commissioning yeah, the King James version of the yeah. Bible. So sorry about that blanket there, people. I apologize. You get what you pay for, people. My uh, my highlights was just getting to see. Oh, that's sorry. That was. A I few. just wanted to mention because it yeah, was. Keep going. Yeah, I'm so sorry. It was an amazing thing to. Um, actually have James White at the Museum of the Bible. I'll probably never have that opportunity again to be um, around him while he's actually talking about and literally pointing to the texts um, of the ancient papyri and the ancient codexes, codices, or how, whatever the plural of that word is, and um, just going through the, the issues with, with preserving them, with how old they are, with the different um, patterns and the handwriting that they've seen. It, it's just, it's crazy. If you haven't gone to our, go, go onto our Instagram. I posted like a six minute video of, of him talking about one of the manuscripts and it just gives you a small glimpse of, uh, the honor that we were able to partake in, um, all on Saturday. It was, it was really, really cool. It was definitely really cool. Um, it was watching somebody who, <clears throat> excuse me, has a passion. Just he's in his element. Uh, he, he had such a command of, these ancient documents, where they were found, what was what, whether they were reliable sources or unreliable sources, and it was just it was it was absolutely fascinating, and and he was just happy. He was happy to be there. You could tell he loved being in the room, just in the room with you know all these different pieces of of, of biblical history, preserved manuscript pieces, and uh, it, it really it really did bring it to life. So that is definitely an experience. Um, I mean, I don't know if you'll ever if if he visits off off visits the Museum of the Bible, but if you ever get a chance to go to the Museum of the Bible in Washington D.C. with James White, I would definitely do it. Uh, he said he'd never been to the Museum of the Bible before. Well, there you go. So this may have been the only time. So, sorry, everybody. We we hogged that one. It was really cool um, to hear. Uh, I mean, his his uh, expounding just on the the incredible veracity of the scripture the the truth of it the preservation of it in his lecture was 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 remarkable it's just a reminder of how um how unique the bible is and how god has preserved it and how faithful it has been preserved uh it was it was phenomenal to hear him speak on that because he has such a command of that content so that was just that was just really it was really encouraging uh, that was really encouraging yeah all of the, all of his sessions were great throughout throughout the entire thing and he he carried that same uh joviality um throughout all of them i mean you can go to the g3 um instagram page or facebook page and just look at the clips i mean he was he was joking he was laughing he he really seemed like he was just enjoying himself and uh it's way better way better than cranky cranky james that's for sure yeah he was he was making fun of all the different (laughs) different pastors and uh speakers at the event like he would just randomly pull out jokes and it was pretty funny (laughs) Yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty epic. Yeah, yeah. He may have. He may have. Look, you should go back and come through him. He may have even made a few, uh, <clears throat> few Pato Baptist jokes, or a few. Uh, yeah, I said that right. <laughs> he good made job. A, good, Yeah, good job. Yeah, he made a few Pato Baptist jokes, and it was a. Uh, it was a little funny. It was pretty funny, <laughs> and well deserved. But anyway, uh, anyway neither here nor there. Uh, I really loved seeing the Steinmetzes. Oh. It's like brother from another mother there. Steinmetzes. Yes. So uh, they met them at the uh, G three conference and. Uh, felt like they were the national, the national conference, conference. Yes. and much like uh, much like the Brockmans, felt like they were just early adopters and really just connected with us really well. It was really exciting to get to see them again, and uh, yeah, it was awesome. 
It was awesome. Making new friends. We got to meet Buddy the Elf. He was super awesome. Oh, yeah. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> Buddy the oh. Elf. Yeah, not Buddy, Buddy, Buddy was great. Elf. Buddy was awesome. Wonderful, uh, wonderful time of fellowship with him. Uh, we were boothing. We were booth buddies with, uh, I think they were called Trinity World Mission. Does that sound right? Trinity. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and we we plan to have them on the podcast because they, they do pretty cool work um, sponsoring pastors to go into reformed seminaries in Africa. Um, pretty neat and for yeah. fairly affordable. Like if your church wanted to sponsor or something like that, like an organization can easily sponsor several people probably. Yeah, it's it's actually pretty cool. So they're 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 getting reformed teaching into the pastoral ministry in Africa, on the ground, boots on the ground. So that was really cool. And we had a good time. Also, they had espresso, which was phenomenal. Very, yes, help, very, very helpful. very helpful. Very helpful. It's Trinity Center for World Mission. There we go. You were pretty close. You forgot the center for. Yeah. But you did really good. Thanks. No problem. Yeah, so uh, that would be, we'd love to have them on just to connect you guys to a resource where your church can be, you know, ministering in an international way. So. Absolutely. Are you exploding? It's a beeping no, sound. There is a beeping sound. What? Okay, it went well, away. It went away. Wait, the right. didn't blow up, so we're going to keep going. That's fine. Oh, Doug is the president? We were sitting next to the president of Trinity Center for World Missions. Wow, he was such an unassuming character. I it, didn't know no, he was I, the president. I never would have guessed he was the president of anything. Because he was unassuming. He was just he was, like he, of, he, he was just a, just a, of the common men. It's, it's like, he's, like, he's like the Keanu Reeves of uh, booths. Yeah, he just, just like, rolls mingles in. mingles with the people. He rolls in. I'm one of you. Anyway... <laughs> It's never going to listen to this. Um, yeah, so we, we got a chance to meet lots of people, uh, make some cool connections with the Master Seminary guys. Um, it, was oh, not, it, was, yeah. it was nice could, chatting with, uh, with Virgil. And, oh, yeah, Virgil and Daryl. Virgil's super nice. Great hosts. Very good hosts. Super nice. Josh Bice Bice Baby. <laughs> Vanilla Bice. Yeah, so that was awesome. That was that was good to get to connect with him. And, and his, his awesome... Uh, y- youngest daughter Callie, she was hanging around with us when we were tearing down a lot. That was pretty fun. All the ki- it was there were so many kids there that actually. <laughs> yeah, it was good. It was a good time. Yeah, that was pretty cool. It's a nice family conference. Yeah, but that was the G three conference. Uh, we look forward to seeing you. Uh, well, cheap. Well, next up would be a a national conference next year. Next year, this time next year. If you're not ready, it's bigger. You've you've got some time. It's better. <laughs> That's all you're going to say? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was trying to think of a way to, because it's from The Incredibles, right? It's bigger. It's bad. Well, I mean, it's a famous announcer thing, but I was thinking The Incredibles. It's too much for him to handle. Yeah. Something like that. Yep. So anyway, we would love to have you uh, visit our booth at the National Conference, because it's going to be super fun. We we bring the fun, baby. Oh, yeah. Look, you you can show up there, and you you will have a good time. We have a good time at the Garbage Day booth. You might see, like, John MacArthur or, like... You know, all these other people, but at the same time, you'll probably see us so. <laughs> and be far less impressed. So that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but we give well, we sell t-shirts. We do have some really cool t-shirts. I did have one interaction with someone who found the <clears throat> come and take it design to be too, um, I believe they two second amendment. It was a little too aggressive. Um, 
which is fine. We had a little talk about that, but the fact that come and take it is a reminder that we do not give this up. It must be taken from us. It's not something we should surrender on. Um, and it's not even, a, it's not even like an explicit call to violence. Uh, it's the reality that we, you don't surrender the church to the state. You don't surrender the church to anybody ever. You don't surrender the church to a false, a false teacher. You, you don't, that's Christ's church. It's, he's over it. It was, it was, a, it was a good discussion. And uh, we had some we had some good fun. He was actually from New Jersey, which was ironic. Oh, really? Yeah. Man, the things that I didn't know. I mean, it's ironic, but then at the same time, it's not. He was probably from North Jersey. <laughs> Let's be honest. Did not know what you were going to say there. If that makes sense. <laughs> yep. Uh, so that was awesome. That was good to have that conversation, and a lot. Just so many people that were were appreciative of of. Uh, you know, get ready to have some awkward conversations. So we had a lot of people, you know, get into shirts, meet us for the first time. It was definitely like a little bit of a different crowd, which is cool. So it was, it was, it was a whole new conversations. So that was cool. There was actually several people from New Jersey. Most of them from, most of them from North Jersey, but there were several people, several people from New Jersey, which was crazy. I didn't, <laughs> didn't even know those people were, that there were people existed. So, that's the G3 conference. Uh, now we're going to move on to the state of theology. Where'd it go? What? What? Nothing. We're going to move on to the state of theology. <laughs> yeah. So every, I believe it's by, it's a biannually, I guess. Because by yearly is not. <laughs> it's biannually. By spice, baby. Yeah. Uh, um, Ligonier puts out a, uh, a summary of some research that they do. Uh, answer asking people various uh, theological statements and how to answer them on a scale of one to five, five being strongly agree and one being strongly disagree. And every year it gets worse. <laughs> um, it's actually a really great tool. We, we do this tool with um, our community groups and men's groups at our church just to kind of get a feel for, you know, what, what people are thinking and, and how we're thinking through these different theological issues. And it brings about a lot of really good in-house discussion. Um, but when you're looking at it from a pure research standpoint, um, wow, it's, it's, well, what word would you put on it, Justin? I don't want to say depressing. It's not depressing. It's actually just points to the reality that we know. We know we, we are constantly pounding the drum that we need to have biblical literacy inside of the church. It's like, it's not. It's not going to be anywhere else if it's not inside the church. And and literally defending doctrine is the, is the role of the church, particularly pastors. And it just highlights to me that we have so we have become just so. It's the word that I keep using. It just the, it is the description. It is we are we are just flaccid in our our ability to literally do what the scripture says. The scripture repeatedly tells us to stand firm, right? Stand firm. And we, I mean, we're just like jello legged, jelly. We're jellyfish. We're spineless. We're we're weak, and, just and floating we're, listlessly. We're biblically incompetent. It is a it's a disgrace to God. It's not honoring to God. So that's really what it does. It's not. It's it's actually a call to action. It's a call for you to to not just let your nominal Christian friend be a nominal Christian friend. Hold their feet to the fire. Encourage them. Exhort them, as Timothy tells us. <laughs> not extort them. Not extort. Exhort. exhort. Uh, so big yeah, difference. Don't, don't extort them. That's actually a direct violation of God's commands. <laughs> don't do that. That's not okay. <laughs> I, I, I just, I loved it when you, when you open it up, you get to the first question and you're just like, Ugh. but it's good. This is good. We need to, we need to learn and grow and change. Uh, so 
you're on question one there. Do you want to answer your question live on the survey? Yeah, and then because that's statement number four that you're looking at doesn't go in. It doesn't cover every single question mm. on the summary. Yeah, let's let's see it live. Let's see what score I get. Let's see how spiritual I am. Uh, statement number one. You don't, they don't give you a score. <laughs> oh, I thought no, they don't. jewels in the crown. No, no, no you don't uh, get. They they give you a firm handshake. <laughs> well, you know what? That's good enough for me. It's a thing. God is a perfect being and cannot make a mistake. I'm going to strongly agree with that one. I'm going to. You know what? I also strongly agree with your strongly agreeing. So that's two strongly agrees. Uh, statement number two: There is one true God and three persons: God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. I'm going to strongly agree with that one as well. I like it. Let's strongly agree. Boop. Statement three of five thirty five: God accepts the worship of all religions, including Christianity, Judaism, and Islam. Boy, I'm just going to strongly disagree with that one. Yeah, that's a strongly disagree. They don't actually hard, say the same. That's thing. a hard no, bud. They do not say the same thing. I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know why. <laughs> anyway, good. God learns and adapts to different circumstances. This is statement four of thirty-five. Actually, uh, strongly, I'm going to strongly disagree with that. What do you think? What do you think? God learns and adapts to different circumstances. That would be a big, fat, strong disagree. You know what? Real quick, let me let me let me catch up to you. Uh, general, <clears throat> the total tally so far for people that have answered the survey. Uh, which is super cool because you can actually break this down between age groups, uh, between gender, uh, which are <clears throat> male and female, male and female, or prefer not to answer. Uh, we all know who clicks that button. People that prefer want to not answer? to answer. <laughs> <laughs> you can go by region. You can go by density, which is weird because uh, I feel like <laughs> the human body is kind of the same. I'm kidding. It means population density. So is it a lar- oh. do you live in a large city or do you live in a rural area? That type of density. Uh, education, ethnicity, mar- marital status, uh, church affiliation, your belief, denominational, denominational beliefs, all sorts of income, all sorts of things here. Anyway, but <clears throat> just looking at it, all of the just total respondents. Uh, this there are three thousand eleven re- adult respondents to this question. Uh, God is a perfect being and cannot make a mistake. That was the first question Jesse answered, uh, and we're going to go ahead and say, uh, thankfully, fifty one percent strongly agree, fifteen percent somewhat agree. That is a total of sixty six percent either somewhat or strongly agree that God is a perfect being and cannot make a st- make make a mistake. Sadly, it's only sixty six percent. Nine percent of people are fence sitters and had no idea. They just are not sure. Is God a perfect being and cannot make a mistake? I don't know. Nine percent of you just incommittal, uncommittal. Uh, somewhat disagree with ten percent and strongly disagree is fifteen percent. Fifteen percent of the people that answered this survey strongly disagree that God is a perfect being and cannot make a mistake. Well, that's not great. That's not great. But it could be worse. Let's not get now. Jesse, the answer number two, there's one true God and three persons, God the Father, God the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Ironically, this one did much better, 54% and 16%. So we're at 70%. Hmm. Some, somewhat to strongly agree. So 70% of that. Uh, but unfortunately, 11% were even more people were not sure. <laughs> well, God, me and the Trinity is complicated. Is the Trinity God real? I have no idea. Uh, only 5% somewhat disagree and 14% strongly disagree. So that's a much better breakdown. Good, we're, we're making progress there. Statement number three. God accepts the worship of all religions, including Christianity, Judaism, and Islam. Well, here's a problem. <sighs> 45% strongly agree. 22% 
Some would agree that is a total of 67%. That is not great. 67% of the people answering said that God accepts all religions. 11% are not sure. It's the same 11% that were not sure about the Trinity. Six <laughs> percent yep. somewhat disagree, and only only sixteen percent strongly disagree. So, Lame. what's the point of Christianity at this point? I mean, really? Well, it's definitely obsolete. Number four, God learns and adapts to different circumstances. This is disturbing. This one's disturbing. God learns and adapts. We have a total of fifty-two percent that either agree or strongly, somewhat or strongly agree. Now let's just let's just let's go to the question behind the question. If God can learn, that means that he's not omniscient, right? Uh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Awkward. Oh, that was the question behind the question? Yeah. I thought you were gonna build up to something, but yes, no, that's exactly what it means. That's a fifty two percent they say that God learns and adapts to different circumstances. God is not unmutable, unchangeable. Uh, I don't know what kind of hope you're placing in this God that's changing, but, but I hope it's not strong hope. Because but I mean, if a, if a God is lacking in knowledge, then he's not God by definition I guess in terms the, of the most supreme being. I guess if you go to the previous question of Islam, because, I mean, let's face it, uh, like it or not, <clears throat> sorry, excuse me, like it or not, Allah is very capricious and uh, is not what you would call immutable. So I, I, mean, didn't, if, I didn't think he liked three quarter length pants. I thought he was into the... The full dress scarf. I see, what you, I see what you're doing there because of Capricious. Yeah, because of Capri's. Capri's. Yeah, I, I got what yeah. you did there. But uh, you're fired. I know what I'm talking about. Uh, you're fired. So it makes sense, though, that if you if you think Islam is, you know, it's the same as Christianity, no big deal. You can worship anybody, worship anything. God's cool with that. Then I guess why not? Why why wouldn't God be adjust? I mean, Allah adjusts and changes. He does whatever his whim, his whim and fancy are. Uh, so he's just uh, nothing, nothing. It doesn't matter what he said before. He just, I decided to do something different now. He's like so. the, he's like the Pope. Yeah. All right. Biblical accounts of the physical bodily resurrection of Jesus are completely accurate. This event actually occurred. Strongly agree. Excellent. This one. This one is phenomenal. Oh, wow. We have we have all near seventy percent on this. We have forty seven and nineteen. That gives us a excuse me larger percentage. <laughs> 47 and 19% uh, gives us 66%. That's pretty good. That's actually uh, better than I thought it was. So we have bodily resurrection. Yeah. For sure. That's a strongly agree. However, 15% still strongly disagree. And if Christ wasn't, as Paul said, if Christ wasn't resurrected, then our faith is in vain. So those people live in vanity of vanities. <laughs> Christ didn't resurrect bodily. So. Next question. Jesus is the first and greatest being created by God. Strongly disagree. Oh, very good. I strongly disagree as well. And so did most of the people here, 55%. That's still a majority, so I guess you should be thankful. (laughs) 30% are totally unsure. They're like, maybe God made him. I don't know. Could have been. We don't want them to agree. Oh, right. strongly disagree. Oh, no. I misread the data. It's even worse than I thought. How long have you been misreading this data? No, this is the first time. Jesus is the first and greatest being created by God. Oh, no. Yeah, well, that's 55% that agree, that agree with that. Yeah, that's a problem. Only 24% strongly disagree. Do you think this is like the survey situation where people are just going through and strongly agreeing and not reading the question properly? No, I think it's. I think the question, if you don't stop and critically think about it, like, I think that if you're reading the question without any sort of, like, intention about it, I can see how you could probably misanswer this. And then if someone was like, really? You, you think that Jesus was created? They'd be like, oh, no. 
And then they're like, yeah, but you said so. <laughs> and, like, and then you're like, this question's stupid. But only, this question's not stupid. It's an important question. I just 20, mean like... I only think 24% that, disagreed. So that's... I guess we need to pick up the... Again, biblical literacy. We need to pick up the pace here. Open the word. Crack a Bible. Get high on Jesus. is what we need. This, this is just... Jesus was a great teacher, but he was not God. Strongly disagree. Yeah, strongly disagree. Got 27%. It's a little better. Uh, so we have a total of 36% that somewhat or strongly disagree. Unfortunately, we have 52% that somewhat agree or strongly agree that Jesus was a great teacher, but he wasn't God. And their faith is in vain if it is in him for salvation. Problem. God created male and female. Strongly agree. Yeah, this did great. We got 78% somewhat or strongly agree. That's fantastic. Wow. Only 15% uh, disagree. Uh, So, I mean, that's it. You know what? I guess at least we can got something here i Where guess are public school kids at <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> they're over here on this side with the 15 percent. they have no idea what's going on stop letting your kids be indoctrinated by marxism please we implore you please it's not getting better they could end up getting taught by men who think they're women who put you know beach balls in their you know shirts and yeah, test that, little that, nipples oh, to you them. mean you mean canada man Canada man. Canada man. I think he embodies, embodies the spirit of Canada. Not our strong Christian brothers, but, you know, the worldly spirit of Canada. You could give him a cape. I'm sure he, <laughs> he, would, he I'm does. sure he would love a cape, actually. He does embody. The, the, he does embody that. I'm sorry. So, um, throwback, by the way, on that whole education momentarily that we've we've stepped in here. Uh, the lady that we, well, I'm sorry. The story where we, which we read last week, in which New Jersey schools, uh, the lady actually had the pictures uh, pulled down off of her Substack. She had her Substack blocked for pornographic, inappropriate material, pornographic material, uh, just by showing the p- pictures from the book that was in the public schools in New Jersey um, and across the country. So it's it's in your school too. Um, Substack kind of read it, recognized it as inappropriate, but the public school thinks it's totally acceptable for kids to be able to view it. Um, yeah, so one of the librarians that was fighting for it to be in the schools actually created an app to help other librarians fight against parents that want things pulled from the schools that have incredibly objectionable content. So she made an app. So way to go, New Jersey. Thanks a lot, New Jersey teacher. You did a, you did a great job. Okay, groomers. Thanks so, so much. <sighs> you set the way. Yeah, I did. Yeah, we don't need it. No, don't do it. <laughs> Don't. It's never before in the history of motion pictures has there been a screen presence so commanding, so powerful, so deadly. He's Conan, the librarian. Can you tell me where I can find a book on astronomy? <laughs> Don't you know the Dewey Decimal System? Conan, the librarian. <laughs> Sorry, these books are a little overdue. <laughs> <laughs> Conan, the librarian. Tonight, only on U60. Conan, the librarian. That's a throwback to the Weird Al Yankovic movie. <laughs> UHF. UHF. 1989. Oh, it's the 80s. Oh, Cowabunga. Cowabunga, question. Weird Al. <laughs> what question are we on now, Jesse? Number nine. Oh, I'm sorry, 11. How'd you get... Th- you, you skipped over 9 and 10. Oh boy, did I? Hold on. You sure did. Well, let's just go back here. Oh, you were just flying through. Oh no, I think I just clicked. I, I don't <laughs> think I actually did them. 
The Holy Spirit is a force, but is not a personal being. Strongly disagree. Wait, did it? Did it? Does it automatically start over there? No, like so. I think, like. <sighs> okay, it doesn't matter. Question number nine. Statement number nine: The Holy Spirit is a force, but not a personal being. Strongly disagree. <clears throat> Holy Spirit is Strongly a personal disagree. Being. However, most of the respondents decided you were full of crud. They said at a clip of fifty nine percent that uh, he is just a spirit. He's a force. He's a force, like literally Star Wars. Metaclorians. <laughs> Metaclorians in your bloodstream. Question number ten. The Holy you were the chosen one out again. <laughs> the Holy Spirit gives a spiritual new birth or new life before a person has faith in Jesus Christ. I strongly agree with that. <clears throat> Excuse me. I do apologize. So, Jesse, you're in the affirmative that the Holy Spirit gives a spiritual new birth or new life before a person has faith in Jesus Christ. I am, yes. This is uh, Ordo Salutis. <laughs> that would be uh, what most people did say. So that oh, would be, that's uh, actually surprising. I am very surprised, actually, myself. That's a 50% I do agree with that. Uh, 21% are not sure. That's what we really need to fix here. They're like, what's a spiritual new birth? <laughs> we need to get that 21% over to the 50%, then we'd be at 71%. However, uh, 29% disagree. So, moving along. Statement number 10. The Holy Spirit can no, tell... 11. Wait, that's correct. I can't read numbers. That's fine. The, God, yeah, the Holy Spirit can tell me to do something, which is... For, which is forbidden in the Bible <laughs> to strongly disagree. Look at that, actually. People got that one right. Yeah. At a clip of 62%, people disagreed with this question. The Holy Spirit cannot tell me to do something which is forbidden in the Bible. Why? Because the Bible is God's word and the Holy Spirit is God. And God wouldn't do that. <laughs> oh, man. Same at 12. Everyone sins a little, but most people are good by nature. Strongly disagree. And you are in the minority because, oh what? my gosh, what pr- 66% of people believe that everyone sins a little, which is true. Actually, everyone sins a lot, but I guess if you sin a lot, then you do sin a little by default. However, but most people are good by nature. No, no, false. Inherently false. You're not good. No one is... Problem. All right, statement number 13. Uh, oh, you know what? The last question was so... I was so happy by the last question that that question depressed me. Even the smallest sin deserves eternal damnation. Oh, look at this. Yep. Oh. Wait a second. Oh. That's... Yeah, we want to strongly agree with that. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, <clears throat> people disagree. People... People don't care what God says. <laughs> a lot of people be doing small sins. That's what that means. People don't care what God says. Because at a clip of... 69%, nearly 70% of respondents said that even the smallest sin deserves eternal damnation. No, no. You can do a smallest sin and it's fine. <laughs> it's okay. Jerks. Come on, everybody. Statement number 14. God counts a person as righteous, not because of one's works, but only because of one's faith in Jesus Christ. Strongly agree. Well, ironically, we have a 57% that also agree with this one. So... Yeah, look at that. And thirty-three percent are on the other side, but you know what? They're coming. We're going to get them to come around. We're going to. We're going to. By next. By next year, they're all going to be in the undecided. They're all going to be unsure. So, statement fifteen: Everyone is born innocent in the eyes of God. No, that is correct. However, a whopping seventy percent agree that everyone is born innocent in the eyes of God. Ouch. Again, this is sim- this is like basic anthropology and theology. We've pastors, we got some work to do. 
16. The Bible, like all sacred writings, contains helpful accounts of ancient myths, but is not literally true. False. Yes, you're correct. At least this is somewhat split. Uh, we have on the side of agreeing with this statement uh, that it, the Bible is not literally true. Literally, uh, The last two words, the last three words are all that matters. It, four, is not literally true. Um, that would be a total of 53% ag- agree that it is not literally true. Um, and I'm actually just slightly surprised that we have 41% disagreeing uh, that's actually surprising to me i thought more people would be like no it's not true it's not literally true i mean it's it's a figurative book hmm. statement 17 the bible is 100 percent accurate in all that it teaches true yeah a little i mean that this is so split i don't what what kind of like there's no faith i don't understand what the faith is like, are people trolling? Is this people that have no faith? They're just, like, trolling their responses? I mean, it could be. I mean, I don't think it was just Christians. I guess not. It's just, it's the U.S. you general. can sort by, yeah, you can sort by. Affiliation. Uh-huh. Affiliation. Affiliation. And other. You can do just beliefs in general. You know, your options are evangelical or not evangelical. <laughs> well, it's the only two things, really. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> Oh, how did not you just was see the split here? Oh, actually, the not evangelical still. I'm surprised that anybody actually got that answer right. So, huh? I wonder if they do it. Let's see if it's evangelical. Oh, good, even good, good uh, job. Yeah, the evangelicals got oh, this one right. That was a close one. Thank the Lord. <laughs> that's great. Near almost a hundred percent said yes. Yes, that's good. All right, so statement number eighteen. Modern science disproves the Bible. Strongly disagree on that. If there's a more strong way to disagree, I think we should do that. Uh, yeah, with so fire. Forty-eight percent strongly or disagree. Forty-eight percent disagree, and a total of forty percent agree that modern science disproves the Bible. I understand. I, I just don't. Did I, did I did I tell you about the other day when? Uh, E.C. Holmes, Mr. Vision himself, uh, posted a spotted lanternfly, and I commented from our CF account saying burn it with fire, and I got my comment removed for promoting violence <laughs> against the spotted lanternfly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. No, but seriously, burn them with fire because they're, they're an invasive species. Yeah, get them away. And they're, they're an invasive species. If you species don't know from, what I'm talking about. They're the product of communism. Burn them. They, are. they come from China. They look horrifying. They're difficult to kill. Yeah, I've, I've, freaking, I've, I've heard everywhere. I've literally heard that like Xi Jinping, Xi Jinping is making it the national bug. Xi Jinping, the national bug of the People's Republic of China. The <laughs> People's Republic. That's so funny. Anyway, statement nineteen: God chose the people He would save before He created the world. Yes, because the Bible says so. Unfortunately, only 30% agree, and that means a lot more people are confused and also disagree. <laughs> Statement 20. Hell is a real place where certain people will be punished forever. True, Alex? Yeah, nearly 60% actually agreed. That's great. I, I, guess That's they, good. I guess they're scared. Hell's a real place. So, there you go. 21. There will be a time when Jesus Christ returns to judge all the people who have lived. Well, that's a 64% clip that agree. So that's actually, uh, 
the things I don't get here is the same people are answering all these questions, right? And yet we have such a confusion. How would you not know if Jesus was going to judge all the people who had lived? You'd know that because you read it in the Bible, but at the same time, the Bible's not real. <laughs> like, cause we had that question answered, right? Yeah. Yet these percentages don't match up at all. I don't know. People aren't consistent. No, they're not. Or it's just simple, rational thought. Worshiping alone, number 22, worshiping alone or with one's family is a valid replacement for regularly attending church. And all of the people of the Carpe Fide podcast said strongly, strongly disagree. disagree. That is not what the Ecclesiastes is. It is called out ones and they are called out to congregate, to come together. I'm going to strongly disagree here. Unfortunately, only 24% disagree. And that means that 67% strongly and somewhat agree. Hmm. People be like, I can be in my underwear in my house. We prayed over breakfast. That counts as church. Christians should be silent on issues of politics. I'm going to strongly disagree. What would you? Would you strongly disagree? Uh, you have, politics, root word, is public. And if you're going to be silent on issues of politics, then you're not going to be doing very much of public anything. It's kind of important to know what's happening in the public. It's very necess- very, very ne- It's a necessity, actually. Yeah. Yeah, so 61% strongly disagree. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. Only, uh, Only 30%. Agree. So that that's uh, we're getting we're getting a smattering of opinions from people. This is probably a more interesting take on who answered this survey. I want names. Show me the receipts. Twenty four or thirty five. Every Christian has an obligation to join a local church. I'm going to say yeah. Well, most people disagree with you. <laughs> Welcome to my life. Yes, uh, that would be a clip of fifty five percent disagree. That's 55% of the people that answered this survey think there's no obligation for a Christian to be in a church. Statement 25, sex outside of traditional marriage is sin. Yep. Oh, yes. I mean, I'm with you. 53% also are with you, so that's a good thing. However, we had... Oh, it's barely. <laughs> we had uh, 42% disagree because 42% of the people want to adopt the world's philosophy on sexual intimacy. So kind of a anything goes over here on this side of the uh, statistic scale <laughs> awkward yeah <clears throat> they're like jesus is going to come back and judge sin hell's a real place also i can have sex whenever i want with whoever i want <laughs> did you got do you guys not see the consistency of how you're answering <laughs> like if those two other ones are true i would avoid this side anyway you know what statement 26 abortion is a sin the fact that this looks even remotely divided is such a travesty. Tally up the numbers, Justin. Let's do our math. I don't want to. You're looking at 53% agree, which is good, but what's not good is you have uh, 39% disagreeing. 40% of respondents, they, they don't think abortion is a sin. They probably find it to be a moral good. Yeah. Which is Well, did you see that music video? No. Oh. Did you make a music video? Uh, no. Oh. And I'm not putting it in the show notes. It's wildly yeah. inappropriate, but I'll talk to you about it later. Uh, I'm pretty depressed now. Statement 27. Gender identity is a ma- matter of choice. False. Just proves the truth. False. Yes, most people did did, did follow you, you here. 51, wow. 51%. I mean, barely. 
barely most people follow you here. Fifty-one percent believe that gender identity is not a matter of choice, which means we had a solid forty-two percent answering that it is a choice. Mm. Twenty-eight. The Bible's condemnation of homosexual behavior doesn't apply today. False. Oh, wow. Forty-two. That's 40, 42% disagree, as you did. However, oh, 56, no, 46, 46% agree. We are like divided right, right down the middle with 12% being unsure that the Bible's condemnation of homosexual behavior doesn't apply today. Like, I want to, can I have a follow up? Can I have a follow up cover question? Like, why? <laughs> why? <laughs> I mean, I, I can't answer that because I, 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 like, I, I don't believe that. Uh, it's not 29. Beliefs. We're rounding the corner here to the home stretch. We God is done. unconcerned with my day-to-day decisions. That's clearly false. Yeah. Well, 58% also, also disagreed because um, God is concerned with the mundane. Absolutely. He is the God of every detail. Uh, man, as, oh no, I lost the guy who quoted it. Um. Oh, no. Uh, Catholic theologian. G.K. Uh, Chesterton. Thank you. I was literally going to like say G.K. Chesterton before I even... Yeah, the G.K. Chesterton quote comes to mind. G- right? G- that, G- G- that it's possible that, that God has created the lily a million times. He's, he's brought it to life and made it bloom. And that he never grows old, right? Our father... <clears throat> our father... Our father is younger than we are. That's what he says. Hmm. Because he has not lost the joy of the mundane. That everything to God is amazing. Because it, it is amazing. And we, we get trapped in a mundane. Anyway, God is concerned with my day-to-day decisions. Oh my gosh, statement 31. Was G.K. Chesterton a, a regenerated believer? Oh, oh man, that was a weird question. I don't know. Call up Doug Wilson. He'll tell you. Wait, what statement are we on? 30? 30. The Bible has the uh, authority to tell us what we must do. Oh, yeah. Strongly agree with that one. Baby. Well, you're divided down the middle here. Strongly agree is correct is the correct answer. And that came in at a 52% clip. Which means over here we have a 43% clip. 43% of the people say think the Bible has does not have the authority to tell us what we must do. Hmm. It's optional, really. They're more of guidelines. Guidelines, really. Matey. <laughs> Cowabunga, matey. <clears throat> Statement 31 of 35. <clears throat> Religious belief is a matter of personal opinion. It is not about objective truth. That's that's just false. It's just strongly disagree. I mean, you know, in this day and age, Jesse, you knew you would be in the minority for that question. Uh, we're coming in at a hot 1929, 32% disagree. Uh, no, Super that means 60%, 60% agree that religious belief is a matter of personal opinion. It's not about objective truth. See, this is the problem. These people have no idea what objective means. <laughs> 60% of the respondents just don't know. They don't know what objective truth is, so it wouldn't be a problem. 32, the Bible is the highest authority for what I believe. Whoa, whoa, there's no whoa. no undecided in this question. What? Is that correct? Let's do the math. 
Uh, that's 42. That's 62% agree. That's good. Yes. I mean, compared to some of the others, yeah. That's 62% agree. And then, yeah, look at that. That's correct. 38%. That's what that equals. So 38% disagree. But no one is confused. There's nobody on the fence in this question. Hmm. Yeah. Well, at least at least people are picking sides. Yeah, 62 and 38. 38% of the people believe that the Bible is not the highest authority for what I believe. It's probably because they're also following their astrological calendar. (laughs) Statement 33. It's not in my personality profile. (laughs) I'm a Taurus. It is very important for me personally to encourage non-Christians to trust Jesus Christ as their Savior. Strongly agree. Strongly agree. No one is undecided on this question yet again. We have a total of 66% of the respondents. No, that's 56. 56% of the respondents do agree. However, that does mean we're at 44% disagreeing. That's still, that's a way too high number. There's people not... These are, these are people that are not concerned with, with the eternal, the eternal care of the souls in their neighbors and their coworkers in the, in their the playmates of their children. They, they don't care about their parents. They, these people do not care about the souls they, they they've never met a mere mortal person, but yet they don't care whether they're they know Jesus as their savior. Hmm. Yeah. Jesus Christ's death on the cross statement 34 is the only sacrifice that could remove the penalty of my sin. Yeah. Yeah, that's a whole strongly agree. If there was like an 11, crank that thing up to 11. Um, and that, that got a total of 64% to agree. Oh, no one decided on that one. No one decided. That. 64% agree. And 36, yeah, 36 disagree. Look at that. Well, I mean, it's, I mean, it's obviously weighted to the right side. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, as long as, as long as this 36% isn't sitting in pews. And I guess we're doing better. You know, we'll, we'll get there. Let's, let's, we, got, we, got, we got work to do. We got ground to take. Statement 35. Only those who trust in Jesus Christ alone as their Savior receive God's free gift of eternal salvation. Oh, no. Uh, what do you think? Strongly agree. Okay. That's good. Strongly agree. And they do have the majority here. Uh, we're looking at 60% agree. And that leaves 40% of the people that surveyed here. Do do not think that Jesus, you need to trust Jesus alone for salvation. What else are you trusting? What is there hoping? Hell's the a real hope. You believe hell's a real place that God's going to judge people, but your hope is in what? You? Uh, and yeah, ultimately. Anyway. All I'm saying is, uh, we could have done better. We could, we could, we could be, we got some. Let's just say that the good thing about this survey is there's room for improvement. <laughs> there's room for improvement. Pastors, open your Bibles, teach from them exegetically. Do not let people be uninformed. Hold to the doctrines, guard them, keep them. It's 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 the call of the pastor. It's the it's the responsibility of the elders of the church to to care for souls eternally. Both inside the church and and in evangelizing the world. Hello, oh man, it's important, guys. <laughs> it's important when you see the numbers and they're written down for you, and three thousand people have answered these questions, and this is the results. You just you just kind of thanks, Obama. <laughs> that's that's not it. 
See, there you go doing it now. Let's answer. Let's see how they answered this last question by church attendance. All right. People that go several, several times a week, only those who trust in Jesus Christ as their savior receive God's free eternal gift. So only you have to trust in Christ for salvation. Okay. That's the question. That's the statement. If you go to church several times a week, your response was at a 88% agree. That's it should be. Now, if you only go on religious holidays, your it dropped resp- slightly. No, it dropped, it dropped. Oh, it dropped a lot. Yeah, your that drops from eighty eight percent to sixty nine percent. That's if you go on religious holidays. Now, if you go rarely, huh? Oh, it's because I have multiple ones checked. Yeah, you're you're multi selecting here. Rarely, kind of split down the middle. That's yeah, a but lot it's, it's skewing to the left. No, it's still it's still more. There's still more people that 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 agree, which is right. That's that, still no, that's not true. Yeah, no. Oh, what? Yeah, it is. There's more people on the on the on this side. Oh. It's because I'm seeing it at an angle. Yeah, but see, this line is yeah. 50, and this line's 50. So if this, if it goes over this line, <laughs> that means this side is more than 50. And if it doesn't touch this line, that means oh, they I have was, less I was, than 50. I was comparing it to the the general. One. Oh yeah. Oh, it's starting to skew to the left in that one. Yeah, it's it's definitely coming down from that one. Yes, so that's correct. The less often you go to church, the more likely you are to disagree. Yeah, like let's say you never go to church. Yeah, you you don't think Jesus saves anybody. No. <laughs> See, going to church makes a difference. It really does. Get your butts in a pew, and I'll, you know what? You might learn how to answer these questions from God's word. As it's almost to... like the sovereign God Almighty knew what he was talking about when he wrote the Bible. Yeah, instead of just answering it based off your feels. <laughs> can't trust those feels i had a burrito today i don't think jesus saves me it was a divining burrito all right well uh this the state of theology is this uh we need our bibles open we need to know what the word says and we need to teach it to others so start making disciples in your homes and then start making disciples of your neighbors and then start making disciples apparently of the people that might be in the pews with you and then start making disciples <laughs> of your town and then just extend it out until the world is covered. You make disciples and, and you, you make, make disciples. disciples. You get a gold plated watch and make disciples. That one's for Joel Osteen. Anyway, <laughs> what'd you say? Did you say Furtick? I said, oh man. I am God Almighty. <laughs> oh, Pastor Stephen. Oh, I use that man. term loosely to describe you in a way that you just have forced us to all call you. We hope that this has been an encouraging night for you to realize that we have work to do. We have ground to make up. We can pursue Christ heartily with his word so that we can encourage other people that when they come to the questions like these, they're not baffled. They're not confused. We don't have a bunch of unknown people confused about whether the Bible is God's word. Uh, that we can actually have people that know they, they know what the Lord says because we have opened the word and shared it with them. Let us do that. Uh, hold your pastors accountable, uh, and including those that listen at our church to me say this. Hold our your pastors accountable. We yes. want to be faithful. We must be found faithful before the Lord this day and the next day. And you know how you can do that? I can tell you one of the ways you're going to do that. Mm. That's if you seize the faith. faith.